0: Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host Kat Burdett, wellbeing coach, eternal nomad and self love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel good vibes, expand your learning and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what wellbeing means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience where no topic is off limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. On today's show... We are talking about everyone's favourite topic, money. Cha-ching! Now, if you're anything like me and have not always been the best with money, uh, perhaps you've got yourself into debt or you're scraping by every payday or you just can't stop yourself from spending it all and you've been trying to crack the code on money for some time, then this episode is going to be super helpful and informative for you. So today I sit down with wealth coach Kristen Wanch who's been successfully teaching women for years to build a net worth, earn more, hold more and grow their money. Kristen reveals the areas where many people are going wrong with money and the mindset required to improve your relationship with it and generate more of it. This conversation is really going to motivate you to reevaluate the relationship that you currently have to money. So without further ado, here is the fabulous Kristen. Hello beautiful money queen Kristen and welcome to the show. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, so
1: good to be here. I'm really excited for this conversation.
0: Yay, me too. And for those of you who don't know, Kristen is uh, someone I met in Nosara. So how is my beloved Nosara doing?
1: <laughs> Good, sunny, magical as always. <laughs> oh,
0: It's amazing. Well, I can't wait to dive into all things money with you. Obviously everybody loves the topic of money and there are so many of us who haven't yet found the secret source to generating more money in our lives. So I'm really excited for you to be here shedding some light on the subject. So let's kick this off by you introducing yourself to the lovely listeners, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, so I'm Canadian. I grew up in close to Toronto, um, Ontario, and then spent a number of years living in Calgary, Alberta. I was a trader there. I was a commodities trader, and that seems like, oh my goodness, a lifetime ago, and You know, spent a lot of time climbing the corporate ladder, you know, chasing money, chasing success, really, I think is what it was like, achieving, constantly achieving. And my body was always in fight or flight, although I didn't recognize that at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, you know, the sharp contrast to living where we do now in Nosara, where there's so much space and so much groundedness, and also, so much expansion. So you know along the way, i I realized i I graduated my you know in s- my school in a hundred grand debt, you know, and I was making great money as a trader, but I was, you know spending all of it. So I was basically in this cycle where I was just like, you know, not thriving, not you know, spending all the money I had, even though I was making great money in this pile of debt, just totally in avoidance of it. And it was when I started doing mindset work, you know, when I started working with my first coach that everything really shifted for me and i started to realize all of the places i was lying to myself all of the things i was not seeing all the places in my life i was you know outsourcing my responsibility where i wasn't taking ownership for what was actually happening in my life i was, I, I would have never described myself as a victim because i'm you know very much a high achiever but i i was really you know believing that things my results and my money and my life were like coming from something outside of myself and so really it was through that deep work of owning what I was doing in my life and the decisions I was making and the results I was creating that you know allowed me to build you know more than one successful uh scalable business and I now am a money coach for women and and I teach them to really understand their numbers and really you know shift what the relationship is to money. You know, we have this we've been brought up in this very masculine paradigm where it's all about you know it's all about money as the end goal. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't, we've been taught you shouldn't spend. We've been taught that, you know, you're limited in what you can earn. We've been taught that, you know, investing is something that's really complicated. We've been taught that it's confusing, that some people are good at numbers and some people aren't. And like, th- all of that is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and So it's, can we swear? I, don't, I didn't ask you that before. Yeah. Good friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, yeah, the work that I do with women is just so powerful because when you really change your beliefs about yourself and about money, it it allows you to literally create anything you want in life. And it's, it's such a powerful, such a powerful work to do. And it's the reflection of, you know, the work that I've done internally is, is what I get to teach clients now. So I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that in so much detail. And yeah, I can totally relate to that with my journey as well. You know, it was when I actually uh, looked at myself and changed my mindset around my own beliefs Um, Well, that's when I started to create more belief in myself and then able to step out of my hospital job and into this coaching world. Um, So, yeah, I totally hear you when you say that.
1: So good. And yeah, I think a lot of people tend to believe that because they haven't done something or created something before, it's not possible. And it's it's like, of course, that you're going to a part of your brain is going to believe it's not possible because you haven't done it. But that doesn't mean it's actually not possible.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah good that, on you. that fear of the unknown. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, there's a little question I just like to interject at this point that I like to ask all my guests. Um, and so I'm really curious to hear your take on this. What does well-being mean to you?
1: Mm. I think well-being means that, you know, your body and your mind and your heart and your soul are happy. <laughs> like it's, you know, you are thriving at every level and, and there's spaciousness and alignment and groundedness within all of those things.
0: Mm, yeah. I love, I love that word, uh, spaciousness. Um, yeah, mm. that resonates deeply with me. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your opinion on that one. And I thought it might be fun to ask you the question that you like to ask everyone on your podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to go for it. So as you say, if we pull back the curtain to the things and events that you don't often talk about or share openly, what's something that you never really tell uh, about what it really looks like for you to create wealth?
1: Mm, so interesting. I've never, you know, I I have asked many of my podcast guests that question and I've never Considered my answer, which is so fascinating. I, you know, I think similar to what a lot of my guests probably say is that <laughs> I think right now, this might be a longer answer than you're anticipating, but right now there's this real paradigm of like, that as we shift out of the hustle, right? As we shift out of the like, you know, your body has to be in fight or flight and you have to sacrifice and you have to grind and you have to hustle to create, we've shifted into this place of like everything has to be aligned and it's, you know, everything has to feel in flow and things should feel easy. And and while I deeply believe that, I I don't, I don't believe that you have to hustle or exhaust yourself or burn out to create results. I do believe what is required is a level of commitment that very few people are willing to have. And so what that looks like is, you know, when you have a sales call that, or, you know, five sales calls in a row that land in no, or you have a launch that doesn't go to plan. Like you, you know, the launch I had that we signed two women and my goal was 22 or my goal was 15. And, and I was, and I showed up in that launch and deliver it as if it was 22. And I held those women so deeply and so powerfully. And I, I wasn't disappointed in that I was stayed committed. And I also didn't make that mean that there was anything wrong or that it meant that my business wasn't going to be successful. So I think what's required, you know, there have been so many moments along the way, you know, when I was running my co-working space, like I was literally, I would be on the bathroom floor crying because it was so hard to navigate how to you know how to be successful, right? You lose, you know, you have a client move out in the middle of the night and bail on a twenty thousand dollar contract, and they just ghost you, right? Like those are the things that being able to navigate that and move through it, and and have so much resourcefulness from within you to tell yourself like, "I've got this, I can handle anything." Or you know, the the December that we went into when I ran the co working space where. Things were falling apart with my business partner at a rapid pace. We both own 50% of the business. And so I was really scared that he like there was no voting rights, right? And so I was really scared that he was going to try to take, you know, half the business and we would be at a standstill. We were going into Christmas in New Zealand, where literally nothing happens for two months as far as business. And so, you know, I was we were running out of money. Our biggest customer had just left. No new business coming in our roof caved in at the same time so i was trying to you know navigate a negotiation with our landlord to get a, a rent break we had we were burning like 10 grand a month in expenses and so me personally i was in a place where like i literally couldn't afford to pay my own bills and so those moments and i you i was running a co-working space right and so all of your clients are in the room with you every single day and so I was under an immense amount of pressure trying to navigate all of those things. And I there was almost nobody I could share it with. And so those are the moments where, you know, and I went, I made it through, I've made it through December, I made it through January. And I, you know, went on to, you know, build and grow the business at like 20% a month for the next six months. And, and we were, you know, home free. And so what was required for me in those moments, it was leaning into the fact that it was challenging, like leaning into the fact that things weren't going right and that it was something I had never seen before and I had no idea how to navigate. And that's, I think, what a lot of people experienced when we when COVID hit, right? Like this thing that no one had experienced or seen before. And just because things feel hard or they're challenging doesn't mean it's a problem. And I look back on those moments now and I'm like, things will happen now. And I'm like, fuck, I've got it. Like, there's nothing that can shake me because I've been through so much worse. <laughs> and I know that seems weird to say, but like your capacity to hold space for the the times and the moments and the events that don't go to plan, I think is what creates your, you know, your ability to create in impossible results, like highly unusual results and highly unusual amounts of wealth, because many people would just give up in those moments and say, no, it's not meant for me, or I'm not willing to, you know, lean into this, or I'm not willing to do the deep inner work to see how have I contributed to creating this? You know, how was I contributing to dissolving, you know, my relationship with the business partner? What was I, you know, what do I get to learn from this? And, and so I think that's when we talk about, you know, building wealth, I think that is such an important piece that people need to get is like, You're going to run into challenges and it's like you, how you show up to those challenges will define how successful you get to be. And nothing has gone wrong. Like that's the reality of every single entrepreneur I've ever met, every single human I've ever come into contact with. And it's the story that you don't fucking see on Instagram, but it's there for everyone. And it's not always challenging, but sometimes it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a really important message to share and something that I've experienced a hell of a lot of. And it's about having that resilience to bounce back and to carry on. And there are times, you know, I've I've actually, this may be surprising for people to hear, but I've wanted to throw in the towel more times than I can remember. Um, but there's something that always keeps me um, pushing forward. And it can be so hard because part of you is like, oh, well, is this telling me like, you know, is this a spiritual thing? Like, should I just, you know, should I just give up? Am I being redirected here? Um, or is this, you know, is this teaching me to become greater? And um, because, you know, I always say you can only go as high as you go low. So when you go down to those depths and you move through something like that and you learn how to navigate it on your own, like you did, that's when you get to to handle things with ease. And that's when things get to become easy in the future. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that perspective. Cause I think that is, that is so, so true
1: and so relevant. Mm. And that's such a good point that you're like you building that muscle is what makes the future things feel easy, right? Like it feels in flow because you've experienced certain things. And so I think that's a nuance that people, yeah, get to recognize too. It's like things get to feel in flow because you've built the muscle to make them feel in flow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Ease is not easy, but you do just get used to navigating those hard times. Yeah. So why in your opinion do do you find that people struggle so much to make, keep and grow their money?
1: Yeah, so I think those are probably different questions because there's there's dozens of reasons why people you know aren't creating or holding or growing growing their money. And I think those three pillars that I focused on with my work, there's usually differences for each of them, right? You have some people that struggle to earn the money they want to be earning. And for me, honestly, everything comes down to your beliefs. Like the foundation of what I do, you know, while I teach a lot of strategy and I teach you the mechanics of how to move your money and how to hold it and what to do with it everything, you know, your ability to execute your ability to actually take the plan that, you know, I give you the roadmap, like step by step by step, but you won't do anything with it. If your belief that's operating is, you know, I can't do this, or this isn't going to work out, or no one in my family has ever made a million. So it's not possible for me. So it's really like at every, for everything, it comes down to what are you, what do you believe to be true? And some of those beliefs are conscious and some of them are subconscious. And so it's really the process of bringing those subconscious beliefs to the surface so that you realize what you're actually believing and then you can shift them. Yeah. So those are the some of the things around, you know, earning more. Some women believe, a lot of women believe they need more experience in order to charge the rates they want, or they have a problem hearing no, right? They make it mean something about them when they get, you know, no's on sales calls. And, and so they they operate from the place of i need everyone to say yes in order for me to you know build and scale my business um and then holding money i think you know a lot of women particularly have the story of like i'm not good with numbers i'm not good with money it's just not my thing and so they've kind of they have this avoidance of money in, entirely and so what happens is they can be earning great money but they aren't looking at where it's going and it's basically just a free for all and when that happens of course your money isn't growing for you cuz you're just spending on the things that you desire which is important i believe that you get to spend the money you earn right so we have this weird relationship to spending like we feel like spending is bad which is also totally crazy but we're also not spending with intention right so say you you know you have $20,000 come in you get to spend it on whatever you want right but just get clarity and intention on where it's going instead of it just goes out <laughs> as fast as it comes in right so the question becomes like is it really important for you to, to, you know, buy that $5,000 bag, or would you rather put that five grand toward, you know, an investment portfolio that's growing and neither one is right or wrong. You get to do both, but it's really getting clear on like, what are your goals and intentions? And I think a lot of women don't feel safe to hold a lot of money. They, so they try, they subconsciously sort of try to get rid of it. So it comes in. I know, I know many women that make a lot of money and it goes out as quickly as it comes because they don't feel safe to hold it and when they don't know what to do with it, they they subconsciously tell themselves they're irresponsible with money. So it, you know, they find ways they get either give all of it away or they find ways to spend it and they tell themselves they're treating themselves. And then the investing piece, I think, is very similar. We have all these beliefs around investing is complicated and it's, you know, it's really risky. And and they're it's, you know, that feels true, right? Because we weren't taught how to invest in school women aren't encouraged to, you know, be really powerful with investing in in the way that often men are. And if you go to Google and you type, you know, how do I get started with investing? And it's like everything, but the kitchen sink is thrown at you. Right. And so it's totally normal that you'd have the belief, like, it's really complicated and I'm going to lose my money. And that's why, you know, in the work that I do with women, it's like, it actually gets to be really simple. Like, and, and I go through all the ways that, you know, you don't like all the ways that most people lose money and, and how to avoid that and how how to put things on autopilot and how to make it really, really easy and simple. So it just grows for you in the background. So part of it all comes down to your beliefs. And if you believe that you're not good with money and you're not good with numbers, you're probably not looking for ways that you can learn about it. And honestly, money is like anything else, right? It's like riding a bike when you first got onto the bike, it felt clunky and you weren't good at it and you fell off a few times. And then now you get on a bike and you could ride it anywhere you wanted at any speed, right? It feels, it's so intuitive that your brain doesn't even think about it and money can be the same.
0: Yeah. So making it a habit, like a good habit and just understanding yourself again on that deeper level. Yeah. It's so important. Um, and i know a lot of people who are really high earners and they freak out when they get there and they're like oh my god you know this isn't me and they they can't identify with it so i also feel like it's so important to well you always got to create and cultivate relationships with anything in life but what i've learned as well is you really have to do that with money and actually create um a loving relationship with it as well. So what might be some of the ways in which you can adjust your money mindset?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, really doing doing the, the work with a coach, like coaching has, I always have had a coach. And so working with a coach allows me at every level, because at every level, you're going to have blocks. At every level, you're going to doubt your ability to create the next thing because you've never done it before. And so my coach for me, you know, at different stages I I worked with different people. But at every stage it's somebody that can really make you aware of your blind spots, the things you're not seeing and offer you perspectives that can't possibly come from your own brain. And that process for me has been invaluable. But some of the, you know, some of the ways that you can start shifting this is like building a, you know, building a relationship with money that you love, right? If you The thing about if you had a relationship with a partner and you would just avoided them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like how sexy would that be? Right. One of the practices I love is like a hot money date. So every week you sit down with your numbers. Like I sit down, I take myself out for for lunch and I like buy myself a cocktail and I like sit down with my numbers and I choose where my money gets to go. So I like see all the money that's come in. I allocate it. I make new investments. And it's like, it's actually really fun when you, you... when you have overflow and a lot of money is coming in and you get to choose where it goes and you watch it grow you you don't feel like you want to avoid it because it's fun to be in it <laughs> it's fun to be in relationship with it so making it a ritual more, more than like a chore i i think is really important and when it when it comes to you know building a relationship with money that you love just being aware of what are you believing about money, like if if you're believing money it has to be hard, or you know money means more problems, like just being like getting really clear on what are you believing about money now.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, think that having a lot of money makes you makes you greedy. Um, what's your what's your opinion of that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating, right? Like. We, when you believe, first of all, if you believe that more money makes you greedy or makes you a bad person, you are never going to be wealthy because you will be, if you connect the like greed to the amount of money you have, you will constantly be keeping it out of your life because no one wants to be a greedy person. So that's just a story that you have. And you could have any other story about money. You could have a story that the more money you have, the more generous you are. But if you, you you will find examples of whatever you believe to be true so there are thousands there are, you know are millions of people that are very wealthy that are greedy and there are also millions of people that are very wealthy that are generous right so it's not that either one is true it's just what are you trying to choose evidence for greedy people are like i would i would suggest and offer that your greediness or your ability to be generous is not connected to the amount of money you have because there are poor people who are greedy and there are poor people who are generous and there are rich people who are greedy and rich people who are generous. So you get to decide what you want to believe about what money means. And, and I would suggest that those beliefs be aligned with what you want. So if you don't want to be wealthy, having that belief, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? You can believe that rich people are greedy all day, but if you do, then I would, I would invite everyone to really look at, you know, what are you believing about the p- type of people who are wealthy? Cause money, you know, money is important, but money also gives you like insane amount of resources to do so much good in the world. And so if you believe yourself to be a good person, like money in your hands is really important.
0: A- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, money money amplifies who you are. So if you are naturally kind and caring and generous, then that is how you're going to be with a lot of money. Um, and another thing I was just going to pick up on there is that something that I learned which was a bit of a game changer for my mindset was that oh but but there's there's more than enough money in the world like money is limitless there's no limit to the amount of money that you can have and and that gave me a lot of like you said about the expansion earlier that gave me a lot of um, expansiveness there. And then it stopped me thinking, oh, you know, if I have all this money, I'm greedy because, you know, if I have this, then it doesn't mean that that someone else isn't going to have this money. It's not like it's them or me. It's just money is there to be made. And it's there's,
1: you know, a limitless supply. <laughs> Mm, I love that. And yeah, the idea, the fundamental belief that when I have more, others have less is a very, like, one of the most common beliefs I've seen women have. And it's so toxic because most of the women that I have ever, you know, coached or come into contact with, like, if they had more money, they would just do better things in the world, right? They would, you know, they would give more. They would be more generous. They would have more resources to, you know, build businesses with greater impact. It's like, the story that when we have more others have less has just got to go because it's so unhelpful and you know if not you then who like who deserves to have more money right like it's and you're right it is it's limitless so it's not you you have it and others don't
0: absolutely yeah Uh, you know I see a lot of people um with a scarcity mindset around money like there's never enough and it's going to run out and for myself this was hammered home to me as a child growing up in a very working-class household always being told we can't afford this that's too expensive you can't have this if you spend money it will be hard to get it back Um, and as a result this conditioning has been hardwired into me and so I've been battling to undo that for the last few years so I'm curious to know like what would be your first steps in helping people get out of that scarcity mindset?
1: It's it all comes down to and I I totally appreciate your experience there because that was very much mine. I mean, something I heard so much growing up is money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. And my parents really truly, they they did the best they could. Like they had me very young, right? So we and we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I just I just remember and I remember money being a very stressful point of contention. And it was always very felt very contracted. And so like you, my some of my deepest work has been rewiring that money is scarce, right? Like I, I just believed growing up that there wasn't enough. And I thought that was true. And so there are places where my mind or times where my mind tries to go back there and it's catching yourself every time you notice that scarcity coming up you know every time you're at the grocery store and you want to buy the organic chicken and it's like 15 dollars a pack and you notice yourself going into contraction you can totally fucking afford the organic chicken everyone has 4 dollars you know or 15 dollars so it's just noticing again if you're telling yourself a story it's too expensive i don't have the money for it and is that true like is organic chicken really important to you like how do you How do you make the choice that's aligned for you and just make sure you, you know, have the numbers to support that. And for me, it's been really the scarcity for me. I think an important piece of it has really been intentional about intentionally surrounding myself with people that do not have that scarcity belief. And I'm going to give you some really extreme examples and people can like, take this on. I literally moved, I moved country because of this. And I also moved, I I was spending time in a place, a different place in Costa Rica when I first got here. And the entire community was so, was very much, you know, heart centered. And so like, you know, so passionate and there were beautiful, beautiful people, but every conversation I would have was like steeped in scarcity, like steeped in contraction. And I literally moved. (laughs) I was like, I don't want, like, I can't be in this environment because it's, it's not, it's it's not that it's a problem, but I will, you know, you, you pick up the beliefs of your environment, right? Like you adopt the beliefs of the people you spend a lot of time with. And so, because this is such important work for me and, and I know it's, you know, work that is really important for me to shift. I didn't want it. You, I mean, you can, you don't have to be in an environment where everyone believes what you believe, but it just way harder, right? If you're constantly barraged with with things that don't align for you, it's just harder because you have to be really intentional about grounding into your own beliefs that are contradicting everything you see around you. And so I would just offer to people, the more you can surround yourself with people that believe what you want to believe, that have created the results you want to create, that are supporting you in you know, inspiring you and expanding you and and all of those things, whether it's the environment you're in or the friends that you hold or the people that you connect with online, the communities that you're a part of, be very, very intentional about that. and and I think that's one of the one of the biggest things about rewiring that particular one,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And I totally relate to that because one of the reasons I left working in the hospital because the amount of of scarcity and there's not enough attitude. Um, from the people I was working with we don't get paid enough for this I can't afford this you know I was surrounded by it Um, and even outside of that you know with my friends um, growing up the same thing and even as an adult and um, yeah and and then it you know until I sort of found my tribe which was my Nasarian friends and my other coach friends and people like that um, that's when I was like oh yeah that's great there are these people out there and then you know strengthening that friendship with them has really helped. And it helps you to, to believe in yourself more when you have good people around you uh, supporting you. And so, yeah, I, I totally, totally relate to that. And I think it is really important. And, you know, there are times when it's impossible and you you have to be around those people for whatever reason. And that's where I think you've really got to go into yourself. and You've really got to be like, solid in your beliefs and like, no, this is what I'm doing. And I'm sticking to it. And you made me laugh when you were saying about the organic chicken, because that literally happened to me yesterday. I slipped up for a second. <laughs> literally, I was looking at the chicken and then I was like, oh my God, that's so expensive. I'm not going to buy any meat today. And then, <laughs> so, you know, I, I still have moments of it and I'm still trying to correct myself in those moments. But it is like you say, it's about pivoting right there. And then in the moment, the work is always, you know, you learn about things, but it's always in the moment. Um, and especially when it comes to shifting your uh, scarcity mindset.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and not to think of it like that you like when you slip up or, you know, those beliefs come back because, you know, we think about some of these beliefs we have been carrying for like 30 years. So, of course, your default might be to come back to that. And think about it like every time you notice it and you shift, it's like a, building a muscle. And so it's it's not that we have to be free of the beliefs. It's like you just noticing and shifting. It actually builds the new pattern, right? It's like the, you know, a, a new road, a new road in your brain that over time, the more you drive it, the greater and the stronger and the more ingrained that becomes.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's important to like, make sure you don't go the other way as well, because Maybe you do really well at this and then you go the other way and then you're like, oh, well, you know, it's all good. I can spend whatever I like. And, and I, I have found like like in a relationship, like we were saying, you know, you have to respect money as well. You have to have a, 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 that prosperity consciousness um, going on, but but you have to treat it with with respect. And be very mindful, and then obviously that comes down to what you were saying about um, where you're choosing to to spend your money each month. Mm. Where, where that's
1: help. yeah, and that's such a good point, actually. So when I talk about being like, you know, being free of the scarcity beliefs, or you know, noticing when scarcity comes up, it's actually completely separate to managing your money. And I think both are important. And I'd love to touch on this because. People might think as I say that that it's like, oh, I can spend all the money on it, all the things. And so say you have, you know, 15 grand that you want to spend for the month. There is, you get to choose where that money goes. So you choose with intention. And, you know, this is in the work that I do, this is what women do. So you choose with intention where it gets to go. And part of that plan is, you know, a thousand here, a thousand here. Part of that plan is like, I get to spend a thousand dollars on all the organic food this month. And when you, you have that, like you're managing your money intentionally, it feels good, right? Like it can feel expansive. And then what we're talking about around the scarcity or feeling expansive that can actually occur at, at any, like, regardless of what you're doing with your money that can occur, whether you're managing your money well, or you're not. And, and so I, I treat them really separately because it's important to also like be intentional about, you know, the numbers and we know where the numbers are going, but also feel expanded around whatever spending we're doing. Cause you can be managing well. And I've seen this too, is like women that really manage well and they're all, or they are saving a lot of it, but they feel like they can't spend, they feel totally contracted about it. And so the feeling that you have about money is separate from the managing of it. And both are, you know, part of the work.
0: Mm, That's a really good point. Thanks for bringing it up. I've actually haven't ever Uh, separated the two before, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. And obviously you've had experience of this with your clients as well. (laughs) So when it comes to, so let's say, for example, if you're someone who's, you've tried to, to invest and spend the money wisely and you've taken a gamble and say you've maxed out like four or five credit cards And you've got yourself in a bit of debt. How, (laughs) where do you go from there? Like, how do you get to pay off that debt? Like, you know, what what are the next steps? Because there might be people listening who are like, well, that's great. But, you know, I'm struggling to just pay my minimum payment right now and feed myself. So what would be something tangible that people could do in that situation?
1: Around paying off debt specifically? Yeah, paying off
0: debts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So debt for me is, and I, I have a whole podcast on the different, like good and bad debt. We think that, first of all, we have all these stories about what debt is, which is like, debt is bad. It's a big problem. It means you're bad. It means you're terrible with money. And so like, really, like I had a coaching call once and, and we were talking, like, it felt like a, a debt monster, you know, this debt, it, like the debt that you have. And I've been in, you know, I shared my story. I've been in a hundred grand in debt. Like I know what it is to be in in a lot of debt. And it feels like a monster, like a big weight. It's like, you know, means all these things. And I would offer that money, whether it's debt or, you know, the income you're bringing in or investments, like it's just numbers. All of the stories you have about what those numbers are, you know, really reflect on, are they serving you? And so that's, that's the first thing when it comes to debt. And when it comes to, you know, paying off debt and getting yourself into a place where you're not in debt, if that is something you desire... Is first, I would say most people, almost ninety-five percent of the people I talk to that have debt, don't have any idea what the interest rates are, and so they're just really in a total avoidance because they have so much shame around even being in debt at all. So back to that story, and you know, I would offer a story about debt is like it's debt gives you access to something in the present that you didn't have the cash to pay for. You know, I've put I've put coaching programs on credit cards before. Because I believe that it's going to get me a lot more money than I am going to spend for it, right? And so, and it has in many, many cases, right? And so there's no problem with debt inherently. It's it's what, what story do you have about it? So finding out all the interest rates on all the debt that you have, whether it's one credit card or seven or your student loans or like finding out what are the rates you're actually paying and then just making sure you're paying all the minimum payments on them because otherwise your credit rating is is not being helped <laughs> it's, it's you know you need to be making making all the minimum payments and then with all the surplus money that you have just putting it toward the highest interest rate card or the highest interest rate debt whatever that is and you do that consistently until it's paid off And if you're in a place where you're like, I don't have a ton of overflow, then what you do is you focus on making more money. what are all of the ways that I can make more money? And what do I need? What support do I need to make that happen, to create that? What's in the way? Are there places that I'm overspending, right? Can I clean that up? And so it's this process of, earning more and spending more intentionally. And that gives you more and more overflow. And that overflow can go to paying off the debt that you have in that order. And then it gets to go to investments. So it's, you know, money is just this, like it's like this puzzle, right? And it's like, it's super fun because it's really just levers that you pull. You make more, you spend less, you put it to investments and it is growing for you.
0: Mm. It's actually
1: very simple.
0: Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that you use the word fun there. Because I think that's been a big story for me as well. It's this big monster, like you say, and it's not fun and oh money, ugh, and you know it makes you feel well for me anyway, you know, it, it used to I used to not be able to look at my bank balance and um, or my credit card or anything. I was like afraid of it. Um, but actually that's the thing. it's like it is just a game. and I think that can be true of life in general. like anything, if you can make it fun, then you're going to be more engaged with it and you're going to be more successful as well. And so, yeah, I think viewing it in that way as fun and maybe like a bit of a, like a puzzle, like you say, is a really fresh way of looking at it. Um, so yeah, I really like that perspective.
1: Well, yeah. And create clarity creates confidence. I feel like one of my coaches said that to me once and the tendency to avoid the numbers actually makes you feel more anxious about them, right? If you're avoiding it, you have no idea what's happening. You're like, I hope it works out. And when you actually look at the numbers, if the numbers are lower than you thought and they don't look as good, there's this moment of like, oh, that sucks. But then you feel way more confident because you can actually do something about them. And so, and sometimes I had a client once, she thought she was in 40 grand debt. And she actually, when she took my Women's Money Mastery program, one of the pieces is, you know, looking at your debt and figuring out all the interest rates. she actually looked at her numbers and she realized she was 15,000, her debt was $15,000 less than she thought it was, but she had been in such deep avoidance of it that she literally had fabricated a number that was way higher than it actually was. So sometimes the numbers are better than you think.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's funny. We can get ourselves all hit up about these things. Um, But yes, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So let's talk about, I'm interested to to ask you about the spiritual side of things. So uh, something I've heard is that seeing energy, uh, seeing money, sorry, as energy can make a huge difference when it comes to attracting it into your lives. I suppose we're going a little bit into manifestation now. Um, Is that something that you've come across and something that you advocate as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely believe first of all, I'm very spiritual. And I believe in the energetic piece of what we can create and the results that we, you know, create in the world. And I think when it comes to, you know, I don't go deep into the manifestation work inside of of the work that I do, but it is sort of layered through. I do believe that when it comes to the spiritual piece and the energetic piece, you know, I teach a lot of the mindset work, I give people a tool that allows them to uncover their beliefs and and change them. And that's really important. And, And we go through like, you know, how to actually manage and move your money in a really fun way. And then there's the energetic piece, right? And when it comes to energetics, there's the stuff that cannot be explained, you know, the magic and synchronicity is that like, it's true, right? Sometimes things just show up magically. And, and I believe that that's, that is powerful and it's important, even though we can't explain it, right? It's the way that before they, you know, before they discovered how gravity worked, it still was there, even though we couldn't, you know, really fully explain it or understand it. So I think that that's important. And and then there's the piece that you can explain, the piece around energetics that, you know, if you're constantly believing, and this is why I think, I think for me, beliefs actually underlie both of them. Beliefs will change your actions in the 3D, like the strategy, and they actually will change your energy as well. And so when it comes to energetics, and this is just my philosophy, your underlying beliefs will be shifting your energetics. So for example, if you believe that there's not enough money to go around, your energy will be contracted every time you go to spend, your energy will be contracted every time you go to post on social media, your energy will be contracted every time you get on a sales call. And that feeds through to you know the way that people are responding to you and engaging with you. And so I I do believe that both are impacted by shifting your beliefs and, and that it is an important piece of it. I think a lot of the time people focus on the energetics and what they think that means is like affirmations. And if I just tell myself enough, like it, it'll happen. And affirmations, I find a problem with, it's not that they don't work sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And here's my philosophy or my theory on it is that they work for people when those people actually believe the affirmation. So you say something enough and you can get your brain on board with believing it and all the things that you're doing along the way are aligned to that, right? Like if you believe, for example, if you're saying an affirmation, clients are always coming to me. Clients are always coming to me. Clients are always coming to me. And you show up on social media and you you actually believe that to your core, or you, you know, you believe that you can believe it, your energy that you're showing up with in every Instagram story and every email that you send and every conversation that you have is believing clients are always coming to me versus if you're telling yourself that every day, and you're actually believing nobody wants my shit. (laughs) That's what you're feeding into every conversation that you have. And so that's where I think the energetics and the manifestation stuff gets a little bit mucky is that some of it can be explained, some of it can't. And the way that people use it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I what I found personally is that there needs to be this kind of, well, like you say, the belief side of it, but you also need to have like the practical side of it as well. And you actually need to to take the action. Um and so this is what really, really creates the results. And and one kind of plays off the other and strengthens the other. So, yeah, it's good to get yourself into that, that cycle. Um, but, yeah, I think it does take a little while. And, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. And, you know, I've had a lot of manifestation coaches on the show and I've done a lot of manifestation courses, you know, especially um, around money. Um, and, yeah, it's such a complex uh topic yeah and obviously not um you know the forefront of what you do but um i'm happy that you you could share your opinion on that side of things (laughs) there are some people uh listening who are keen to get started on generating wealth and maybe some of them aren't entrepreneurs maybe they're just in a in a nine-to-five and they just want more money can you provide everyone with some easy actionable steps that they might be able to start taking
1: yeah, so I so first of all, I work with both women that are entrepreneurs and you know working nine to fives. The where your money comes from is different, but it's the fundamental and the principles are all the same. I I have a freebie called Decoding Money that's you know I five I think it's a four or five part video series that will give people a place to start, like start unpacking and and really understanding your beliefs and the actions that you need to take and you know how to earn more. Um, But I think like the the place to start like for for people is to just be like be aware, like watch yourself as you move through life, as you show up to your business and you show up to your money or you show up to your job and asking yourself, like, what are the things that I'm believing and start to really notice that. And you'll start to see all of the places that your mind is creating stories that aren't helping you. And you're you'll start to see your own patterns. I think that's the most powerful place to start for most people just bringing and bringing conscious intention to money. Like, what are some of the patterns that you've had for many years? I had a pattern of like achieving amazing results and then it would all unwind, right? Like I would hit really high highs and then things would fall apart because I didn't feel safe to hold a lot of money. And so just noticing what are the patterns that are coming up for you and the things that are appearing in your life and, and really, really owning all of it. So not believing that things come from something outside of you. It's like, how are you? one of my favorite quotes by Tim Ferriss um, that I still hold to this day is how are you complicit in creating the things you say you don't want? And when you can take ownership for the things that are happening in your life and not to blame yourself for them, but like, how am I responsible? How am I contributing to this? Like, how am I recreating these things? You have so much power, you can change it all. When you realize everything is coming from your own mind, you can change anything, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And yeah, that's that's it. The first step is
0: having that awareness. and then, yeah, like you say, the next step is actually owning up and saying, "You know, I'm responsible for this." And people listening, you can apply this to every area of your life as well, not just around money um and yeah from that point like you say from that place you then you have the power you've empowered yourself because you've recognized the truth it's it's so so important so that's amazing um i have one last question for you to finish the show so back when you were struggling to make money way back in the day how long ago was that now A long time ago um <laughs> what piece of advice um that you now no. do you wish you'd known back then
1: when I was struggling to make money I don't know if I've ever really struggled to make money I think my finances were a bit of a mess for a while um but maybe if there's a different a different question like when I was struggling with something else
0: maybe when you were you were struggling to you said were you struggling to hold money yeah
1: yeah yeah To to use it well. And what's something I wish I knew? Yeah. (laughs) Literally that my, all of my results were being created from my mind. (laughs) Like I actually didn't, I didn't realize that everything was coming from my beliefs. And so that's something that I really wish I knew. I just thought a lot of things were happening from outside of myself. And, and that's the, yeah, I think where I used to create money from, the other the other thing is probably I used to create money from a lot of hustle and exhaustion, like a lot of sacrifice. And one thing I wish I knew, which has been one of my, you know, deepest beliefs to rewire, is that you don't have to work hard for money. You know, you get to show up with commitment, but it doesn't need to be from hustle and grind and exhaustion, and that's what I believed. I believed that m- making money had to be hard work. That's yeah. something that I definitely I definitely had to rewire and I wish that I knew sooner.
0: Yeah. I think that's a a big one for a lot of people as well. Well, thank you. That is, that's been an amazing conversation. I've really enjoyed having you on the show as a guest and thank you so much for your time today. Um, Where can everybody get in touch with you if they want to find you?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You had some amazing questions and it was so good to to jam with you on this. And yeah, thank you to everyone tuning in. It's been beautiful. And yeah, everyone can find me at uh, kristenwatch.xox on Instagram. So I'll drop, by. I'll give you that link. And also I mentioned before that uh, free mini course that I have, I'll give you that link. It's just decoding, decoding money. It's on my website. Amazing. Thank you. Well, I'll put all those
0: details in the show notes for everyone to access. And yeah, have a beautiful rest of your day, Kristen. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a fantastic interview. Oh my goodness. How much do you love Kristen? She's helping change so many people's lives. And I feel like there's so much that we all can learn from her. And especially if you're somebody who is struggling to make money to to keep it to hold it and to make it grow. And that's certainly a path that I'm on. <laughs> so, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful to have her here as a guest today. So thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the show, for the beautiful conversation, and of course, as I mentioned, all her details are in the show notes below if you'd like to get in touch with her and access her course on decoding money. And I want to thank you, the listener, for supporting the show, for listening to the episodes that come in every week, for leaving me nice comments, for reaching out, and really just a huge thank you for your support and love for this show. My heart and soul goes into every episode that I create for you, and I just hope that it is helping you and it is making a difference to your life, that's the reason I'm here. So if this show has helped you and you think it can help somebody else, then please do send it their way and give me a rating on Spotify, on Apple, as this is how the show can grow bigger and better and I can reach more people. If you would like to get in contact with me directly, all my details are underneath in the show notes and you'll also see An option there of how we can work together if you feel called to do so and now it's time for my final message for you all today you can make a million excuses or you can make a million dollars thanks for listening everybody see you next week